Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 81. All hail King Henry! And how about Tom and those wetches down in Tampa Bay? And by the way, the Vikings should start tanking right now. Here we go! Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 81. Wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world, thanks for listening to your favorite NFL podcast. We give you all the picks. We give you the insight. We got Weird Mike. We got Crazy Huck. And uh, we got a crazy story, actually, about how he became a Titans fan. Crazy games uh, this Sunday and the doubleheader on Monday. Hope you had fun. Wherever you're listening, ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, ciao, and... Also, Brooke told me I need to learn more hellos because there's a lot of you out there that feel uh, slighted by our lack of hellos. So we're going to pick that list up because we listen to our Look Who's Talkers. I feel like we're uh, alienating the Eastern Bloc. Sure. We need a, we need a Czech. It's not we the Cold War. Polish. Yeah. We need, we, need, we need something from the Eastern Bloc. Huck, the uh, you know, ever-neutral Huck Media. Absolutely. Uh, nodding in agreement. Yes. Also, I don't feel like we should guess these hellos. You know, like, hi in Polish probably isn't Pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was... Probably not. I know. So we'll find this out for all you uh, Eastern European block listeners out there. Hey, that was just one. If you feel there's a part of the world that we're neglecting in yes. the hellos, let us know. Let us know. And, uh, you know. We listen to our Look Who's Talkers. Remember to follow us on Instagram, at Hughes Talking. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Google Play, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and Lambo. Figure out which one of those doesn't exist. <laughs> Lambo! Anyway, uh, I'll tell yeah. you what does exist. What's that? The Instagram account for Weird Mike. Yes, it does. Okay, I'm still trying to push content through the main page, but uh, I got a little avenue on the side. Weird Mike with a C. Yes. Coming at you uh, here and there. And follow us at Hughes Talking, H U S Talking. Uh, and for some great content either way, we got picks and props. We got Weird Mike's very hot survivor tips. And we'll get into that real quick because eh, if you're still alive in your survivor pool, it's exciting. Very exciting. Fo- a lot of exciting football on the weekend. Uh, you know, it's football weather. The, pre- the, the fake preseason's over. We're now sort of separating the good teams from the bad teams. And then that third level, which is the NFC East. Uh, you know what? It's kind of fun. It's like the whack. <laughs> it's, it's like the whack, you know? For, that's a college football conference for those of you who don't You've got Boise State and Idaho and Fresno. You know, every once in a uh, Dallas is Boise State. Right, but that's new for the, the NFC East. They used to be somewhat of a team of some real candor. They're, they're re- really good for a long t- period of time. Long way from those hogs in Washington. But it is crazy when the uh, New York Giants are 1-5 and five and have a Thursday nighter coming up where they could share the division lead with a win. That's a sign of some tough times. Yeah, well, Ertz is down in Philly now. So I said, I think week two, Carson Wentz, Boston Scott, and some lawn furniture <laughs> is going to have to piece together some kind of effort in primetime because uh, Danny Dimes barely... Getting that first win. Yeah, barely. Riverboat Ron uh, farved everybody. He farved up. But Didn't matter what side. Right. You lost. Yep. The second he decided to go for two. Yep. Doesn't matter. You're screwed. Right then and there. And uh, that was the start of a bad Sunday. Washington Moneyline, you're smelling the upset. You lost it. Yep. Giant cover. How could they not first win? You lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how the weird pick went down, by the way. Another one of your prophecies going for two. That's that would that's that's the hot button issue. It is. It is in in Huck's game of the game of his life. 
Uh, our producer, Huck Media. Remember, for any all of our 81 of our episodes brought to you by Huck Media, go to huckmedia.ca or follow them on Instagram. Uh, it's a great big business doing all of our media stuff. And they even brought Leslie to the table. Anyway, uh, yeah, analytics points to that being the correct decision. Uh, speaking of the going for two, we talked about this early on before it became sort of like, you know, heavy media material. To go for two when you are up, when, you get, when you're up one and you score a touchdown, and rather than kicking one and being up eight, you could be up two possessions, especially late in the game. And for this Houston Texans game, Houston Texans versus Titans game, it was extremely late in the game. It was the last minute. And they decided to go for two to go up by nine. Rich Gannon, the CBS announcer, is screaming at uh, Ewok coach what Romeo Cornell to kick the extra point and be up eight. Now, again, it's analytics. It's not 100%. So this is one of the scenarios where it did not work out. Uh, they tried to go for two. They did not get it. And then Tannehill takes them down the field. They never touched the ball again. No, they didn't. Because the touchdown to tie it was taken at four seconds. And Vrabel, your weird prom chaperone, <laughs> the original weird Mike, uh, had a chance to do the weird thing and go for two in the win. Didn't, won the toss, never gave it back. Also, did you see Deshaun Watson? He just had the look on his face like, yeah. I know I'm not getting this ball back. My defense is awful, you know? I mean, what's Deshaun got to do? He hangs a 38 rack on arguably the best team in the conference right now. Yep. And they still lose. And unfortunately, not cover. Um, not cover. Not cover. Not cover any of the spreads. Nothing. Well, actually, the, 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 the faux spread... That you took. And to be fair, I mean, at the time of our recording, that was the spread that you could find. We recorded last week during the Tuesday Nighter, Bills-Titans. If you found a spread for that game, it was Titans by six or six and a half, which ended up being the exact victory in overtime, which was crazy. A couple of our Look Who's Talkers, Matt Harris, Greg McDonnell, called me out on Instagram and said, hey, where's Mike getting this minus six and a half? Can I take that for our Look Who's Talking point spread championships? I said, you can't. I said, I will talk to Mike about this. And then he went on his Weird Mike Instagram and... Corrected to plus four. And also um, did what Deshaun Watson did. Right. Oh. Yep. Because I knew. Overtimes are quick, yo. That shit happened fast. That game was over. Two screens and a power wildcat. See you later. Four and two. But the, uh, you know... Still high percentage. Yes. And the weird pick coming in about 20 minutes Abs or so. Absolutely. And to be fair, you changed, the, you changed it. You didn't have to. You did. Because at the time we recorded, you changed it. Let's avoid taking spreads, though, on teams that we're currently watching while recording. Because injuries happen and the spread could just capitulate. Perhaps. Perhaps the look who's talking ball seeped into the You're, We were very excited the subconscious about that. Very excited. Of it all. And uh, as, as, as has been the uh, Titan story this year... Uh, They've dominated the last two weeks. COVID, no COVID, no problem. Speaking of Titans stories, mm -hmm. uh, remember the Titans born out of Huck Media fandom. Yes. Do you know how he became a Titans fan? This is something that you, I uncovered in well, my uh, pregame babble. You've hinted at this, and you didn't actually tell me, which I was pumped because you usually tell me Huckster. stuff. Huckster? Huck, how did you become a Titans fan? How does anybody growing up in the greater Toronto area become a Tennessee Titans fan? It's a very good question. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, my cousin, his name is Steve McNair. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was weird. <laughs> and 
yeah, he his name is Steve McNair, and he was, I guess, kind of a Titans fan, a Steve McNair fan. He used to wear a jersey around all the time, and I became a Titans fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would do it. it and was... then Vince Young. Vince Young solidified oh, yeah. his, that brief stint. Yeah, and, like, the Texans, the Titans owner knew that. He's like, I, you know what? This might not be the greatest pick, okay? But he's the hottest star in the world right now. Sure, maybe he can't count to six. Whatever. Okay, let's draft him. Hey. Was it Steve McNair Huckle? Hey? Was it Steve McNair Huckle? No, his name is Steve McNair. It's on my mom's side. Oh, the Maiden McNair. Wow. Gotcha. And, uh, first of all, RIP Steve McNair. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's awesome, Huck. Vince Young solidified it, though. I would say that's good. Of course good. he did. Of course you do. Beauty, baby. Um, yeah. Also, uh, if there was ever any professional athlete, even if they played water polo, that was named Geoff Hewlett, <laughs> I would have his jersey and be a big fan of yeah, the, the, you know, the, the Mississauga Otters. <laughs> would you say, Jeff, did uh, your cousin Steve McNair display any of the qualities of the Titan Steve McNair? No. <laughs> Not a one. Guy was a gamer. Maybe the guy was tall. I don't know. Guy was a gamer, and that actually leads us into something I want to talk about next. Uh, he was a, you know, he was a fighter. He was a battler. And he'd come back in games. Yes. Okay? Got to give a kudos, kudos here. First of all, big kudos to King Henry. Who, kudos. Kudos. A kudos. A props. There we go. Hey. Uh, to First of all, to King Henry. Uh, doesn't probably get enough talk on this show, but pretty freaking awesome running back athlete guy. That uh, can literally dominate games in ways other running backs can't. Just so you know, our Remember the Titans segment uh, rarely talks King Henry. Right. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Rabel. So, yeah. So, anyway, stay tuned for that. I think they're the, are they? What? Best team in the conference? Best team in the conference? They I play know. undefeated Pittsburgh this uh, week. Yeah, I don't know. In, in a neutral field, who are you taking? Them or KC? Uh, if Huck the, wasn't in the room right now. There are fans. Uh, I've been Titans soft, I know. Too. I'm just saying a neutral field. My money's going with Kansas City still, but. You know where the Titans. It's a good game. Um, <sighs> I don't know yet. All right. Doesn't make my weird pick. I anyway, don't know if it's on your board. Anyway, McNair, fighter. Okay? Uh, and I made, I made a, a lot of money when I was in college uh, on Brett Favre. He didn't win every game that he played, okay? But he always believed in himself, even if he stupidly probably shouldn't. Maybe he should, shouldn't throw, keep throwing all game long, but he didn't care. He was never taking himself out of the game. He was also tough as nails, so I could kind of count on him. And if he was ever favored by more than a touchdown, it's over. I'm telling you, especially if it's a primetime game, Brett's showing up. Brett might throw some picks and lose, but he's fighting. There could be 16 seconds left. He's going to score a touchdown for nothing. And these are the quarterbacks that, folks, if you ever notice a trend here, uh, I'm pretty good at picking the big underdogs and which teams will not win. And I'll say it on air. They're not going to win, but they're going to, they'll make it close. And I look a little crazy when a lot of sharps are going against me. In this past, this past week, Baltimore-Philly didn't look good early. But I got Carson Wentz. No quit. And he's a fighter, man. That was an impressive backdoor cover, almost win. Really was. It was really impressive. I want to give a kudos to Carson Wentz. And those are the quarterbacks that you should be betting on if you're taking a big underdog spread. If you don't have a quarterback who's going to fight for you, stay away. But Joe Burrow, another big dog I had. Pesky Joe. Pesky Joe. I might, is that, can that stick? I don't Pesky know. Pesky Joe? I don't know. We could do better than that. The guy's like, okay. he's awesome. 
Anyway, ask yourself if you're taking a big underdog, is this quarterback going to fight for my spread? You know? Because yeah. some of them don't. Like Joe Flacco is like, get me out of here. Anyway. Flacco uh, will not fight for your spread. No. I don't know we even know what he's doing out there. And as we transition to next week and yeah. some of the big games. Big games uh, coming up. We're going to put a cherry on week six with a Viking funeral. Yes. Okay, RIP 2020 Minnesota Vikings. The room is lost and was lost. The second Danger Russ went 96 yards on a rainy Seattle Sunday. Uh, too many people that have won. They've been a game away from the Super Bowl in their building, no less. Um, so the Vikings are done. Kirk Cousins will not fight for your spread. No. Uh, so, you know, I started fishing around who's Kirk's backup, you know, if anybody had the Vikings on Sunday, like a lot of people did. He doesn't even seem to want the job anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, change goalie, you know. You bring in the backup, spur him on. Kirk's still the starter, whatever. Campaign, Weird Mike wants some Sean Mannion. That's right. The Oregon State Beaver. <laughs> That is the land of 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. Of course they're screaming for the backup. Let's see what the kids got. <sighs> yeah. That's the... That's the no <sighs> I worked at a cemetery for four years. We're burying a Viking today. Shout out Marco and the cemetery crew. Hashtag steal your phone <laughs> on a rainy Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's another thing, okay? Uh, I was driving across the country picking up some random Minnesota radio as I was driving through southern Manitoba, and uh, the, the, the Vikings announcers literally love this guy, Sean Mannion. They don't get it. They're, first of all, Cousins is almost at the point of his career where he's like, guys, look, you paid me. This is great. You know, let someone else do this, okay? I'm obviously not good in primetime. we got a lot of primetime games. I'm going to be a great backup for somebody. Look at Fitzy down there in Miami. I could grow a beard. I think he's done being a starter. And here's the other thing. This is why I mentioned this in the rundown. And I, I don't think NFL teams will ever tank. So, you know, take my words with a grain of soup, okay? But here's the Vikings' schedule. They're 1-5 right now. Soup season okay? coming up, guys. Vikings are 1-5 right now. One game out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, which is looking, he's looking better and better, okay? Here's the Vikings' schedule. So even without trying to tank, I think they're going to lose most of these games. Packers, next. Then the Lions. Maybe. Bears. Cowboys. Weird. Panthers. Weird. Jaguars. Okay, there's, there's a win. Yeah, there's actually quite a few wins. Buccaneers. Bears. Saints. Um, I'd like to verify my funeral stance as the Vikings still will win a few games. I'm not on the tank train. Sure. For Trevor. They're too proud. They've won too much. I get it. Too many guys. But that, that's done. Like, the mindset, they got to make... An organizational shift, right? Maybe not this year, but but you know, here's. But imagine this: you got Justin Jefferson, this rock star quarter, yeah. uh, receiver from you know from LSU. You got Thielen still. You got Dalvin Cook. You got a team that is like a rookie quarterback with the rookie quarterback salary away from immediately. Like if you get Trevor Lawrence on the Vikings somehow, because maybe Sam Donald comes back sure. and realizes I need to win two or three games. Or my job's done. Whether you can do that or not in the Jets, I don't know. But he's they're, they're, it's not the craziest, hardest schedule if you're a Jet. So, 
I'm saying, let's say Sam Darnold comes back, magically gets, you know, wins two or three games to keep his job. That's the only way he can. Uh, and the Vikings, maybe through injury or whatever, suddenly are in these Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Next year, they get Lawrence, and they got two all-star receivers. They got a line. They got a, they're set up to be the new Rams with Goff because they, don't, they can also pay, bring in some defensive help because they're not paying... Anyway, Kirk Cousins, all this money, I don't know how that little salary cap works out. But if I was a Vikings fan, I would want to start tanking right now. NFC's too tough. You're not making the playoffs. We'll move on because it's probably not going to happen. So, sorry. Uh, later, Vikings. Yeah. Peace out. Um, also, very disappointing loss against the Falcons. Another thing that screwed my Hugh picks. My worst week of the season at 3-3. Three and three. So that's a pretty good season so far. A little humble pie. Hey, what are you going to do? You didn't, t- you know. I had the Giants. You, you that was looking good. You didn't have to throw a slice. It was out. like a point, but uh, yeah, Daniel Jones looking like not the answer. Literally, there's a lot of guys who thought they probably had some quarterback jogs lined up, and they're all like, man, we can't, like, we can't, uh, we got to win some games because my job's not safe. Remember. Daniel Jones especially. Remember, uh, Trevor still has an ace in the hole and can go back he won't do that. I'm just saying. Yeah. The guy's got some options. Sure. Right? Yep. Post-COVID uh, world, less appealing. Yep. Uh, so, yo, you, you mentioned in passing, you know, Fitzy, what yep. they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I survived with them. So did I. So did you. Giddy up. Well done. To all those of you, the majority of the pick was riding the jet stream. Yep. And uh, Fitzy down. In South Beach, uh, later Patriot backers, Cam Newton's got some real Denver Bronco problems. Super Bowl loss, this guy's, he is one in four all time against the Denver Broncos. How's that for your barn? How about that? And I uh, should have gave you that last week. Yeah, that would have helped. <laughs> but I was, I was on Denver spread light. Yep. Uh, remember, I got the season long yeah, against yeah. the Patriots. That was really. I understand. You have a natural bias. To pick against the Patriots because you are an, an admitted emotional better. You you like double cheering for something. Uh, a lot of people took Minnesota in the survivor pool. Ooh. Come on. What are you thinking, bro? What are you thinking? Also, Julio Jones coming back really, really screwed that. Anyway. Anyways, moving on. Uh, survivor this week. Just quickly. Or right, hold on. One more thing. Did you see Aaron Rodgers? In the, I did get this game very right. I was on... I was against picking the Packers for two weeks, or all, picking against the Packers for two episodes because they were on a bye week. Was that your gold pick? Uh, it was not my gold pick. My silver pick was the Bucks, at home. Tom Brady mini bye, blah blah blah, and the Packers looked like wizards against the Falcons. So I, I got that right, way right. Now, when Aaron Rodgers they they went up by ten points, touchdown. He runs it in first quarter still, and he does that the the McCringleberry. Which I didn't personally know. Uh, everybody in the room I was watching thought it was ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, see, I didn't know either. And I, mean, I think I'm usually with some, most stuff. I don't know. But I didn't know. And you know what? The other thing I noticed, I don't think half his teammates got it either. And normally when you're doing, if you ever play team sports, folks, whenever you're doing like a weird celebration, it's usually an inside joke. Like that a bunch of the guys are like, oh my God, I can't believe you pulled that out. You know, like, uh, like, uh, my buddy, buddy Harris, he, everyone peed on his foot in our LMC hockey. Really funny. So if, like, we scored a goal and, and like, everyone aimed, you know, your, 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 your fake stick down on Harris's skate to pee, everyone lost their mind. That's really funny. Okay? Pee foot. But, but 
How did my survivor pick end up in the bowels of the caramel dressing room? I don't know. Either way, the guy who went to high five him, like Devontae was like, or Adam Jones was like, all right, I really know what's going on here. Also, he didn't get in. He he didn't get in. Either way, either way, this isn't. This isn't uh, to go up four touchdowns against the Jaguars yeah. at Lambeau in a one o'clock game that everyone's turned off, and you're having some fun with your teammates, and you do some TV dick pumping celebration. You know, he's just a weird guy, man. He just as soon as I saw that, I already thought the Bucks were going to come back, but I saw that, and I'm like, he is so just off minded right now to, for where he should be. You're up against Brady and the Bucks, and you're probably your toughest game of the year. You go up ten in the first quarter. Uh, and you do some weird celly that you've obviously kind of been planning. I, I don't know. Immediately, I'm like, yeah, live bet the Bucks. Yo, remember, he doesn't score that many touchdowns. So, right. like, busting out a celebration. Sure. Like, yeah, I get not it. Like, it, I, get it. Now, I thought of that. Might be if I run 10 or if, something. If I run one in, I'll do this, but uh, bad timing. But he didn't get in. It's not like it was a no-doubter. Right. Like, you should know that, I don't know. Anyway. To me, it was just a total wash. Well, either way, as soon as he did that, I just was like, you know what? If Tom had ran one in, he would have spiked it and hugged his teammates. Like, and, and Aaron's just this kind of this loner guy. I don't know. He's, he's North Cali cool, yeah, bro. It's weird guy, it's, man. It's an indifference. I've seen it on tour. I've seen it around the world. Right. It's, if he had done the P-foot. You know, it's, it's funny. It's North Cali cool, bro. Yep. Uh, back to Survivor. Yes. I'm leaning towards... As we shift to week seven, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the kid, Herbert, at home against the Jags, off a bye, off the three toughest games possible for a starstruck rookie. Brady, Mahomes, Breeze. Yep. Monday night heartbreak. Gather your thoughts. Um, they haven't won at home yet this year. They don't really have a home. I know, but, hey, you know, that's kind of why San Fran rallied. They were 0-3 at home. You can't go 0-4 at home in the NFL. Like, it's not – like, that's a sign. No, that's a trend. You're right. So I'm, 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 I'm 80% there. I want everybody to beware. Last year, Weird Mike Survivor, week seven, cruising. New Orleans pushing a double-digit fave at home off a bye against uh, also-ran division opponent. Look out for Carolina. We talked about them last week. They are a great dog. They are a horrible favorite. Just like Baylor football. As soon as that yep. went minus two Carolina, I went hard on the Bears. They're pesky. They're good. Word of the day, everybody, pesky. Uh, but they're not a good fave. Just, just, a little, just a little faux caution to you survivors out there. Carolina's got some value uh, as a dog, and I wouldn't take them. And I'm not going to go out two years in a row on the same game, right. the same week, yep. the same scenario. So, whoo! Yeah, my survivor pick uh, came through last week. I had the Miami Dolphins again. I've been trying yeah, to I've been overthinking my picks, which have been working twenty-seven and nine for the season, seventy-five percent. And my survivor picks, I've been underthinking, just trying to literally take. Because last year I got so creative and screwed myself. So I've been, just been trying to take the team I think is going to win the easiest. And this this week I'm taking the Bills. I'm getting you got on, them open. I'm getting on the jet stream. I didn't take the Bills yet. And week one would have been the only shot. Right. I took the Patriots week one against the Dolphins. Nice. And I, <laughs> the Jets don't look like an NFL team right now. They were 0 for 12 on third down. It was a party in Miami. It was ridiculous. And Miami hasn't had a game like that in like seven years. 
And uh, they went, they finally connected on a third and nine or third and 10 or whatever. And the announcers are like, they should get that ball and bring it to Canton. They were 0 for 12 on third down. Actually, even the Dolphins were 0 for whatever on third down, too. Weird, weird game. Uh, yeah. So I'm taking the Bills. Taking the Bills? Taking the Bills, Survivor. Write it down. Not mark it down. In the room. Circle the wagons. Also, just got embarrassed on national television. Sure. They're going to tighten, tighten things up. I'm, uh, I was watching that Monday night game. Uh, rough Monday for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, worst bet in the history of the world. <laughs> worst bet of the century. Check the Insta for the real deal. Uh, but the Bills are missing something. Are they? I don't know. Yeah. No, they are. They are. Okay. I'm, I'm, let's preface the two losses. Two toughest teams in the conference in a five-day span on short rest in a pandemic. Yep. Okay, so let's not throw caution. Tough spot. They were kind of in both games for a bit, but something's missing. I hope they've internalized and assessed what that is they need. Looks like Singletary's in a bit of a sophomore slump. A little bit of film on him, right? It's not, you know, it happened. They were splitting carries a bit, so... Sure. They're obviously liking him he less if he's getting less doesn't action. Doesn't seem like a rock star. They like Zach Moss a bit too. Sure. This is why they needed Le'Veon Bell, I thought, and it would have helped. Something, Jeff. That would have helped. They knew that they, they admitted they were they were they inquired. Um, I was really excited. I'm more of an apparition and feeling guy, more as a hey, you know, this is where Coach Dan. Yeah. Next time he's on, he's gonna let us know yeah, yeah. what the Bills really need. You know, a, a lo- spring loaded free safety crashing the ball. It is something. Well, it's missing an orchard park. Here's the, here's the thing I want everyone to remember. Okay? Stay strong, Bills. Mafia. As you were watching that Bills Chiefs game yesterday, let's admit before the season, you probably wrote that game down the schedule as an L. If they're facing the Kansas City Chiefs, some Monday Night Football, L, L, whether we like it or not. Okay, regardless of how well they were playing. Second, the announcers were really chewing up the Bills defense for allowing so many rushing yards. I thought they were missing the point. And the point was is that just like Belichick does, a good defensive coach chooses how a team's going to have to attack them. So by literally not stacking the box ever against Patrick Mahomes, he had a pretty uh, mediocre day passing the ball because Andy Reid's like, hey, if you're going to let me run it, I, you know, I'm going to run it. But, and yeah, sure, Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 156 yards, they had like 200 yards rushing. And they were doing like eight yards a rush. But it was third, but Josh Allen wasn't playing good. Singletary, was, their offense wasn't playing good. So you got to think to yourself, okay, my offense isn't playing good against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's late in the third quarter. What's the score? Well, the score was 13-10, and the Bills had the ball. Uh, it felt like 33-10. It did, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So i got to give kudos to the Bills defensive coordinator, who up until the fourth quarter had a great game plan. They had a missed field goal to tie it up at halftime, uh, and then just Josh couldn't connect on a couple of passes. Early in the game, the ball was wet. And uh, they can't run the ball, so it kind of took away their uh, their passing attack. I'm not lighting the barn on fire. No, but uh, something. Well, talk about it, Sean McDermott. Either way, a great place to figure things out right now is MetLife Stadium. No matter who you're playing. True. All right. See, this is what I'm saying. They are getting the breaks along the way, right? Yep. They did the two hard. Like it's not like they're going into Pittsburgh next week. Right. So you know, it was a nice break. Yep. Um, Watch the, out for those Saints. The yeah. Jets would be a nice, <laughs> a nice break for anybody right now. The Jets would be a nice break for Marshall. <laughs> we are Marshall. Uh, okay. So, uh, we got some big four games this weekend that we want to talk about. And also some games to stay the far away from. Stay the far away from the following games before we talk about the big ones. 
Dallas versus Washington. I, what did you watch on Monday Night Football that would make you want to take the Dallas Cowboys? Now, you might say to yourself, if you're a sharp-minded individual, hey, Ezekiel Elliott's not just going to keep fumbling the ball. Uh, I, I disagree. Well, but in general, besides like Tiki Barber and a couple of guys, fumbleitis, as they call it, doesn't really last to the point where you can count on it. Like, he gave... Call it 10 points. It ended up being 14, but on average with possessions, if you fumble twice in and around midfield or your own end, that's a touchdown and a field goal, whatever. So there's 10 points they gave Arizona last night. Now, one thing that did not look good was Andy Dalton. He did not look good. Also, the Dallas secondary uh, didn't look good either. And they lost Zach Martin, their, their best remaining offensive lineman. So now you got a healthy, vicious Washington defensive front which is, you know, impressive to say the least. Considering their back end's not that good with, besides Landon Collins, and they don't have a great running attack. They don't really have a great offense in general. But Kyle Allen, more impressive than Dwayne Haskins. And it's just a weird game. It started minus three. It's down to minus one. Who would you take? I would just avoid this game. Yeah, avoid the game, folks. There's going to be some rain in the area, like there always is in that <laughs> the beltway, as I like to call it. At this time of year, uh, it's like recess. Mm-hmm. It's like recess. If there's ever a game where it's an absolute coin flip in your mind, try to avoid it, box it, get it off your ticket. The beige water pistol in the nation's capital. <laughs> Stay away, folks. Also, I got one. I got one. Keep in mind, Washington's fighting for the division lead, even though they have one win. I think it's on your list. Can I guess the other one on your list? Yes. The Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Stay the far away, folks. Traditionally, Baker, the only team that he beats is the Bengals. But Joe Burrow. Pesky Joe Burrow. Pesky Joe Burrow. And uh, Baker's not right. He's definitely got some rib issues. Just got spanked. I don't know if they got the wherewithal to... Like, they're very... I could see them losing two or three, getting their marbles back, going on the same three, four game team, right? Like, I don't think they're a week-to-week rebound. I think they're more of a quarter team. Right? I think I, th- I just think it's it's it's, Stay away. it's interesting when you have two teams, one of them that just looks so bad, and one of them that just looked actually pretty good. They gave up a big lead. By the way, kudos to Philip Rivers, uh, down three touchdowns, playing like he's twenty five years old. That was an impressive day. And my Bengals, who had had an eight and a half point underdogs, went up twenty one nothing, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a lock, and it wasn't. I'm pretty sure Philip outdueled that frat boy Joe, and went home. And farved the shit out of his wife. To make and popped out an even ten. Kid number ten. They had the stats lined up, folks, in the that's game. It. That's it. Right? You know? Age, everything. age, yards, fraternity. Wins. wins. And he's got like thousands more yards, th- a thousand more games, whatever. Children. And then children. Nine nothing. Rivers versus Burrow. Holy crap. Stay away, Battle of Ohio. And those boys in the dog pound hurt. But, but hold on, just let me finish my thought. Basically, the Bengals looked really good. And so now that's fresh in your mind. The Browns, that was the worst they've looked probably all season. That was even worse than the Ravens game. So now you got... And Las Vegas, when they're making these lines, they always know what you just saw. They're always thinking, what did the public just see? They just saw Cleveland be really bad. They saw Cincinnati be, be kind of good. So it's kind of a weird line where, you know, two weeks ago, after that shellacking of the Cowboys the Browns did, this line would be six and a half, Right. But it's just weird. So, again, stay the far away. It's super early to be playing a second game against each other. 
Yeah. Bengals, Browns. Yeah, yeah. Second time, Bills, Jets. Did they have already played each other yeah, this year? Yeah, it was a Thursday nighter. Remember you pushed me off my Survivor? Oh, that's right. That's that was, right. That, that wasn't long ago, folks. That's right. That's right. So. Woo! Okay, so you're taking Chargers Survivor. I got Bills Survivor. Uh, oh, you have not locked that in. You have not locked that I'm in. cranking up to 75%. I think you're at 80, so that would technically be cranking down. I will. I will. Remember which way you're cranking. <laughs> This is in the cemetery. I'm at 80. 80. Okay. Honestly, that was the second best job I ever had. Right. You know you're a real hoe when you're a cemetery hoe. (laughs) The New York Jets, the cemetery hoes of the NFL. I'm picking against them the rest of the year. When Sam comes back, uh, I'll be wary. That's why I'm avoiding them on Q-Picks this week. Because the Jets, I think you could realistically take almost any other team in the league to beat them by two touchdowns right now. The Dolphins did it easily, and they're not that good. It's very important for the Bills to stay focused and get a solid win. Right. I don't care about the cover. Just just execute. If they have to, if they struggle, with, yeah. You know, a three four point win out of MedLife, that's gonna yeah, that's gonna turn the room. All right. So some big games. We're gonna talk about uh, whether it should be two a time or not uh, after this. But uh, yo, no. Right now, now. No. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were pissed. Now. Okay, Captain Ryan Fitzpatrick, friend of the show. Captain of the Fitzpatrick fan club. God damn it. What's <laughs> this guy got to do? Okay, this guy just spanks the defending conference champs on the West Coast. Spanks them. Hangs a shutout on the Jets. They bring in Tua for two garbage throws. Best the Dolphins have looked in years. <sighs> what are you doing? It's sure. just an unnecessary risk, man. It's just poor timing, man. Well, they're one game of the division lead, but isn't this what Fitzy does to every single team he's been on in the last five years? Are they are they jumping off the Fitzy surfboard before it hit, before it hits the beach, and enough time for your first round pick to play? I don't know, but like he's playing such smart quarterback right now. How do you take him out? You're three and three. You're one game of the division lead. Brady's out of your division for the first time ever. I know Dolphins fan base is very excited. What's the rush? You got a stack conference. Pittsburgh strong. Tennessee strong. Think how good. Tennessee Mo- strong. I, I'm agreeing with you here, Mike. And I like Tua. I like Tua a lot. Oh. He's a left-handed Russell Wilson-like player. Now, here's the thing. Think how good Mahomes looked in practice that first year he was on the Chiefs. But they still kept Alex Smith in there. Even though they knew that Mahomes was better. Like, long-term. But that's Andy Reid coaching, and he knows that full year under the belt is, is a big thing. Peyton Manning would disagree. Peyton says, get that kid in as soon as you can, and he'll learn by himself. But you're three and three. You're the Dolphins. You, you, know, you haven't had a real playoff run in years. I don't know. They're, they're Weird s- decision. Yeah, they're setting. He, he's making a move unnecessarily early, right? Because if they don't win, now it's like, now you're comparing him to Fitzy. Right. When he's this worldly talent, you know, sent from the island. But he's going to look green coming yeah, out. Yeah. See, now it's like, hey, Fitzy it's, makes it's that a, play. It's a we different get pressure. that third down. Whereas if you wait for Fitzy to have two bad games, That's he it. goes in with no pressure. Still with a chance to save the season. But now, one interception in a winnable game, and you're like, Fitzy would have won this game. And you, I agree with you, Mike. I actually agree with you. It's not two a time. It's not. But I feel like that's the owner, fan base, long-term thinking, like it's time to get this guy in. I don't know. It's weird. Can you uh, check, Huckster, who the uh, Dolphins play? Uh, their next game? 
Yeah. Be a future weird pick. Farv Tua. Hey. Okay. Bumping my boy Fitzy up. I was going to ride that dolphin train as this dog the whole way. And that mini Tomlin philosophy. Yep. And now, now it's like when the Champions League went on to Dazen in the middle of the season. And I know where, anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Not sure if it's two a time. Uh, we'll see. Dolphins, Rams. That's the Dolphins' next game. I still, I, I, have, I have a feeling that, that fits. It's Dolphins, Rams? <laughs> they got the bye, so they'll prep, they'll prep them. Yeah. I get it. In L.A. or in Miami? It, the fiercest pass rush seven in the po- NFC, Aaron Donald. Seven point spread for the Rams. It'll be, it'll be wow. seven. That's what I'm predicting. I like predicting spreads. A little goofy thing I do all the time. All right. We got four big games to talk about real quickly. I'm picking a couple of them, but we just want to make sure that we're not leaving any big games out because we did that last week, and we're sorry. Sorry. Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. Again, I've been picking Pittsburgh to beat Tennessee for a dec- for over a decade. It's one of my favorite picks. They always seem to beat Tennessee. I don't know why. Whether it's in Pittsburgh or it's like some Thursday nighter, it's been one of my favorite picks of all year. Before this game was rescheduled, I was going to pick them as my gold pick two weeks ago. Suddenly the Tennessee, I want to mess with Tennessee right now. I don't think Pittsburgh does either. Now, to be fair, I don't think Tennessee wants to mess with Pittsburgh right now. This is two heavyweight fighters that did not pick this fight. But have to have it. And um, Tennessee's just had too much. Too many one-point wins. Now they played overtime. There's, there's an overtime stat. The next week they, t- they struggle. Yep. The full extra quarter. Going up against a real physical team. Who breezed through that game. Correct. Right. Let's, let's, they, that the was Browns. a three-quarter game. Yep. Two and a half, no stress, not showing everything. Right. Nice thing to look for, guys. If you ever, if you're, you know, if you pick, it, if you're looking for a team to pick against, a little edge. You need when, edge. when, when they have a blowout the week before, don't focus necessarily on how good they looked, but how much rest they got as far as like urgency, toughness, physical, stressness, physicality of the game, because the team that's losing by twenty stops playing quite as physical. A dog pound, tuck those legs in early, especially not in a primetime game. They just want to get the hell out of there at one o'clock. I like, uh, I like Pittsburgh. I again, I'm I'm good at picking Pittsburgh games. This Sorry, Huck. this one scares me, and uh, I think it's just a real real dog fight. And again, James Conner, who I feel like if he was playing better, could be that game breaker for me, where I could be like, you know what, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Here's the guy who gets my tough yards. That's why they should have got Le'Veon Bell. Those little dump offs, they work. Yo. He was never going. I talked to some fans of the show, Visca and Waddy. Those guys, they're hardcore Steeler guys. Yep. They never thought in 100 years that Bell was coming back. Well, But what it did seem to do, whatever talk there was, was light a fire under Connor. He played good. Because that guy has some twinkle toes. Yep. That guy was looking real good. But he's still a B talent. Could have a good game. Might have an even a little good stretch. Yep. Um what I like about the Titans is the adversity that they've overcome. Just as you go, we've all played team sports. When you're already a good team and you, like, battle through some real adversity that, like, you know, would have, you would have every excuse to lose, like, lose some of those games after the COVID stuff. Three practices? Like, this is pro football. And uh, I, it's a tough thing to pick against right now when you got that vibe going, like, nothing can stop, nothing can beat us. I think Pittsburgh can, but too, t- too close to call for me. No, staying away. Uh, Bucks Raiders. I do have a pick on this game. So save it. 
For those, uh, I will. All right, and uh, the yeah Seahawks coming off a bye week versus the Cardinals. Big division game. All of a sudden, big division game. Two quarterbacks that mimic each other in style a little bit. Uh, the bitter rival of the division. Arizona and Seattle are bitter, bitter rivals. That, and they, that whole division is becoming no, bitter no, rivals. No, 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 no. These guys, it's deep, and Arizona has pulled some massive shockers. Even when Seattle was good yep. and Zona yeah, was yeah. bad. So, like, this is, you know, uh, Kyler looks super good on Monday. The lights right. were bright. Everybody's watching with danger. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's just <laughs> Russ and Russ is they're a magic team. They have the worst overall defense in league history through the, however many games they've played, and they're five and zero. So figure that one out. A uh, little nugget there on that game. Yeah. Arizona, only team in the NFL every game under. Well, explosive offense. We think we've seen it. Yep. Defense not real real world beater, but. Oh, oh for six, over under. That Buddha Baker kid, that safety, he can play. Ooh, Buddha reminds me of a. He's like a bigger Bob Sanders, man. That guy's a good player. Arizona safety. Uh, yeah, watch for him. And uh, you know what? We told you to stay, stay the far away games. And also, be careful of overs. They are starting to trend way down. Holding. You're right, Hugh. It was a. It was a de facto preseason. Yes. The first four games. Now they're calling more holding. Correct. And they made it public. They weren't even like, hey, we're going to. No, yep. they're like, hey, this is four game. Nobody had a preseason. Yep. We're going to ease into this. And now the holdings are up. And you're right. The scoring's down. And the missed kicks, the weather now, part of the equation. Yep. As advertised. So as we say in Italian, piano, piano. Take it easy on those overs, bro. Piano, piano. So I can walk into a party and every, if everyone's going crazy, I could just be like, piano, piano. Not, not, not. <laughs> Why would you do that? Do you want to kill the party? Piano, piano is like, calm down yeah, yeah. on these overs. I'm getting older now. Settle down, everybody. And it's not piano, piano. <laughs> okay. Piano, piano. All right, piano, piano. Let's go to you picks. You. All right. After going three and three last week, we are twenty-seven and nine for the season. Twenty-seven and nine for the season. We're picking at seventy-five percent. That was our first week that was not a clear winner. We were six and zero, oh, five and one, four and two, four and two, five and one, and now three and three. I uh, lost on R- Riverboat Ron Rivera's little uh, two-point conversion attempt. Screw you, Ron. And uh, yeah, don't know what happened with the Vikings. I don't think anybody else does either. Moving on, we got our gold pick of the week. I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two and a half versus the San Francisco 49ers at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Bill Belichick does not lose two games in a row at home. Not at least uh, in a while and not often enough. You do not care about that stat. You should. That team will have a horrible week of practice and they will want to win. That's the way it works in New England. Also, keep in mind, this is a classic handicap. You just saw San Francisco play their best game of the year in primetime. <laughs> you just watched New England lose as a nine-point uh, favorite at home to a lesser team, the Broncos. So you just saw the Bronco, uh, you just saw the Patriots look bad. You saw the Niners look really good. Let me tell you something. You see how on Sunday Night Football, Jimmy G, they were just pointing out what's wrong with his back foot and how he can't stand on it. And then Kyle Shanahan made him throw his first eight passes behind the line of scrimmage. That's called protecting your quarterback. And that's one thing that the Rams were not able to take advantage of. Bill Belichick is going to put 
Jimmy G on the spot and make him have to win this game. Throw in Raheem Mostert being out uh, for the Niners. Still no Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. Cam gets back on the wagon. Uh, before that Niners win last week, I would have got the Patriots by, probably by four and a half or five here. I'm getting about two and a half because everyone loves the Niners. Take it. All right. I'm taking the Chicago Bears plus five and a half versus the LA Rams. Uh, I don't think Vegas has given enough credit to the Bears yet. This defense, a real defense. Their secondary is impressive. And uh, with Khalil, Khalil Mack uh, going to this, the non-mobile Jared Goff all, all game long, I think it's going to really mess up the, uh, the Rams' offense, kind of like the Niners did last year, which the Niners did a little bit of on Sunday Night Football, but without Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, they weren't able to. I think the Bears will actually really get in the face of the Rams. This is a field goal game if I've ever seen one. Plus, Nick Foles is playing better, and uh, he's gotten more of a rapport with his Bears receivers. I like the coaching matchup. Nagy versus McVay, close one. Uh, yeah, Bears win this one by a last-second field goal, and it should be a good game on Monday Night Football. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus eight at the L.A. Chargers. Yep, Chargers look good. Playing against the Bucks, playing against the Saints. But are you, they didn't cover eight points in any of these games, okay? So everyone just calm down, all right? We got some injuries on the Chargers as well. Keenan Allen, questionable, okay? Joey Bosa, questionable. Uh, Derwin James, still out. Casey Hayward, their uh, starting cornerback, questionable. Yeah, Jags aren't looking good. I'll give you that. But I got Gardner Minshew. He's going to fight for me. He's the type of quarterback who's going to fight for this eight-point spread. I also don't like the Los Angeles Chargers coach to be the team that really steps on the gas to cover over a touchdown anywhere. He's just got that coach. He, he needs wins to keep his job. Herbert needs wins to win in football. And uh, that extra point, that's enough for me. Okay, the Chargers win this one by six. And, uh, yeah, take those extra points while you still got them. Jags by eight. Jags plus eight. All right, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half versus the Texans. This is another classic handicap with the Texans. They look pretty impressive losing to the Titans. But keep in mind, they were down 14-0 early. Their defense is bad. Okay, and the Packers, they're not as bad as they looked against the Bucks. okay? Aaron Rodgers is a weird guy. I think when he faces off against, you know, guys that he knows the world likes better, he just kind of goes into his weird mode. He was staring down his receiver, Devontae Adams, like he was a rookie. That was an easy pick six for James Dean, whoever that is. You know, good good play, buddy. But Aaron Rodgers looked at Devontae the whole time. The game was never the same. I think the Packers get back on track with this one. They got a defense that's not nearly as terrifying as Tampa Bay with the Houston Texans defense. I'm not really sure who they are right now, but they can't really stop anybody. So I like the Packers to get back on track, go up early in this game, and not let Deshaun Watson uh, come back quite as impressively as he did against the Titans. And I think the Packers win this one uh, going away. Three and a half, take it while you can. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at the Raiders. In my mind, it's just a classic. Uh, take these two squads and line them up by position. Who's better? I think the Bucks are better in so many more positions and just have, with, with their offense, pretty much healthy now. Uh, Ronald Jones looks impressive running the ball. If they get Fournette back, great. But Ronald Jones looks great. They got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin. They got Gronkowski. There's a lot of weapons for Tom. Their Iowa State tackles, giving them some more time to throw. And yeah, this defense is a really good defense. Let's call it like it is. And I think Oakland Raiders, they look great against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. 
admittedly not quite as uh, impressive as the Tampa Bay defense. So you're, you're, what, you're coming off the Raiders looking, looking like the best Raiders team we've ever seen. It's coming from a guy who likes the Raiders. Okay, I love John Gruden. I like everything he's about. It's the Gruden Bowl. Yeah, it's the Gruden Bowl. Raiders, Bucks. And <laughs> Gruden usually does good, good in these. And yes, the Raiders coming off a bye week. I think it's almost too much time. <laughs> too much time to get a little psyched out for the Red Hot Bucks coming in. I think the Bucks are hitting the uh, hitting their midseason stride. Tampa, uh, they had almost no penalties for most of that game. I stopped watching the fourth quarter, but they, they tightened things up. They look really good, and I'm getting to buy a field goal. Uh, again, take away the home field advantage because there's no crowd. So uh, take the Bucks minus three. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus four at home to the Seattle Seahawks. It's a tough game, but I think the whole world's just giving Seattle still too much credit for a team that barely covers any spreads. They are winning all of their games on the last possession, minus uh, the Falcons game early in the year. So yeah, I like Seattle maybe to probably win this game. But four and a half on the road against an offense that looked pretty impressive. They got no injuries. They got Kenyon Drake. The only injury they have on defense, that's Chandler Jones. And that, that, that's important. But might have even given that extra point. But uh, this is a classic NFC West game. Get, if the, I don't see Seattle winning by a lot here. If they do, it'll be tight. And I got a quarterback that's going to fight for me. Kyler Murray is not quitting this game. They can be down by two touchdowns. He will fight for that backdoor cover for you. And it'll be good coming off the bye, but their defense is still the worst defense in league history. And I think you're facing an offense that can take advantage of that. Tight game. Arizona wins this one by a field goal. How about that? And those are your new picks. You! We got... The Patriots minus two and a half. The Bears plus five and a half. The Jaguars plus eight. The Packers minus three and a half. The Bucks minus three. And the Cardinals plus four. We are 27 and nine for the season. Let's keep Farvin going. Piano, piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. First time I've disagreed with your gold pick. I was, you know, you were flaming hot. Yes. Wasn't my place. As I said. Sure. Even as a co-host. Yep. You don't mess with the juju. Well, my gold pick last week was Rams-Niners. It's the only gold pick I've got wrong this year. Jimmy. Kudos to Kyle Shanahan. Not Jimmy. Kudos to Kyle Shanahan. This is Jimmy's revenge spot. We know what he's not capable of. But this is a one-week scenario. Niners, man. I think Belichick knows what he's not capable of even more than Uh, we do. He knows this kid inside and out. He drafted him. Patriots are down. This is this would led to the over the the futures bet was that you know they had the leg up for the last twenty years. Yep. With Brady in the system, they even had a leg up at the start of this year, at two and one with Cam, kind of taking this. But that COVID little hiccup derailed Billy B and his surprise plans, and now everybody who's been taking Patriot shit for two decades is knocking with a chance to finally bitch slap these guys. Yeah, but I got a San Francisco team coming out to Boston hey. in Foxborough in, in the start of November. Like, this isn't a good spot for the Niners, I don't it's, think. It's, it's late October. It's, it's our pre-Halloween episode. Football weather. Football weather. Um, anyway. That's uh, Jimmy's revenge. So you know, first time, first time I disagree with the goal. That's goalie. fine. That's fine. Tommy boy, love him. Big star. Yep. Bright lights in Vegas. You know, no brainer. Don't outthink. I it. got Cam Newton versus an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, so you're still going back, eh? 
I, I you like, don't like the pushback on the no, gold I don't. Pack. I'm Write just, it down, Huck. Put I'm, it in your. I'm in just your saying notes. that I, I, this is the gold pick for a reason. It's not the the fourth pick. I got Cam Newton, but for a field goal. It's a, it's a, it's Halloween. It's horror season. Jimmy's revenge in Foxborough. Okay. So, I wouldn't say the Patriots are derailed until they lose more than one game. You know, I, like in a row. I, you know, not not there yet. Uh, Chicago plus five. Way too many. Love it. Monday night. Uh, you, you listed a whole bunch of things that, about Nick Foles. Yeah. You forgot to mention the size of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't ever do that again. All right. That is on the resume. Right. Done. Okay. And uh, Green Bay, meh. Really not staying away. You know, the, the Texans. The, for me, that's that's a tough one. I've been picking picking well on Green Bay all year. Either for or against them. True. Yeah, for you. Ride your uh, wave. Ride right, your wave. Like pissed off Aaron Rodgers, good. Weird McCringleberry uh, Aaron Rodgers, no good. So, now we got pissed off Aaron Rodgers again going so to our te- look who's Houston. talkers. Uh, you know, maybe make your own episode notes. Who does Hewlett bet well, right? For a minute there, the Ravens were rolling. I was like, is this guy ever going to lay off the freaking Ravens? You know? But Carson came back. Carson so, you know, anyway, back. just just a little side note for uh, all the listeners. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and stealing your friends' phones. Big fan. Giddy up. And uh, we're going to kickstart the uh, weird pick. Smash and Sprinkle returns. Uh, it was derailed by COVID, and look who's talking bowl. But I am 4-2 and two on the year with a very bizarre non-cover. Uh, last week with Houston, talked about earlier in the show. This week we get back on track with Denver, plus 9.5 at home, versus the defending champs, now featuring Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon. 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 Or Lev, as V-O-G. Used to say. Uh, huge win. Signature win, if you will. For the season, for sure. For, Vi- for Fangio? Fangio, yeah. Locke, that whole confidence booster. This- did it without their their playoff dudes, Fant and send Melvin Gordon. Everybody healthy back at home. KC, short week, division game, in altitude. Okay? there. I said it. In the season opening episode, a few things to keep an eye on. COVID is is a monkey wrench throughout. These guys are landing sometimes day of. They probably won't in Denver, but less time where you're at. Less time to acclimate. Same goes for your uh, Arizona pick. Seattle and the desert has a similar uh, feeling to the visiting player as weird, the altitude. Weird Mike loves the environmental shifts <laughs> when betting games. People walk into an arid climate. A.K.A. Glendale, Arizona. Indeed. I've been. Very arid. And it affects the body. Especially a lot of these people never been to the desert. Arid? Arid. Arid. A-R-I-D. Arid. It's an arid climate. Aruba. Island Nation is a desert. Sounds like someone with an accent. Arid climate in Aruba. All right. For all our uh, Caribbean listeners. I know some of those flyboarders. Sprinkle on these picks every once in a while. Uh, Bottom line. Room-changing win for the Broncos. They're getting 10 points at home against a division rival. Uh, they were snake-bitten a couple times early. The keys were given to Locke. He got the concussion. He seems to be back on track. Doesn't matter if they didn't. KC kind of committed to the run. Like, I don't know if this bomb threat is bad. You know, it's, it's, it's a transition time for KC. And Lev Bell getting a few handouts or uh, carries and a few screens. Maybe... 
derailing the momentum of what they had. Tens too much. Don't outthink it. And I'm going to sprinkle on your anti-gold pick. I really okay. am. Okay. Jimmy's Revenge, plus two and a half, Niners. Um, for all the reasons that you said the other way. All right. I just feel like we could, we could see a rain windstorm late October. No Raheem Mostert. And you got Jimmy G down seven Enough trying to throw. this Mostert injury. The guy was on six practice squads before he had two big games and a little stretch. They got McKinnon. They got a whole bunch of backs. Like you said, they basically run with I, their wideouts. I know. They scheme well. Mostert is not a big loss. He doesn't even affect the point. You're, you're, you're fantasy nodding there, hey, Huck? You think Mostert's a... He was averaging seven yards a carry last game. I'm McKinnon, not McKinnon, not McKinnon averaged like two. It's a difference. A lot of hungry mouths. And, yo, Jimmy's revenge. Sure. They finally got a shot. Cam's emergence. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> Cam's emerging. Guys, just shit the bed. Emerging what? Yep. I, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. So, smashing plus nine and a half Denver, sprinkling plus two and a half San Fran. Uh, classic weird Mike betting against the two best teams of the last <laughs> yeah. 25 years. Right. Last 20 New England. Last. Anyway. Yeah, the Chiefs are scary on offense. I like the pick. I can't the Chiefs for a division game. That's too many points. I agree, but I just don't like picking against the Chiefs right now, just because they look they look great on offense. But uh, it's called a weird pick for a reason. I we gotta find the angle. We're gonna try to get back to the roots here. I understand. Okay, I understand. Probably look who's talkers. I take these losses personal, guys. I, I, I want you to know, I know that. You especially do. corrected losses. Yes, and that's that's what I want to talk about here. Jar, quickly, our truth of the week: the emotion of watching football, and how it can affect your picks. Truth of the Week! Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the Week, folks. You're never as bad as your worst day. And on average, you're not really as good as your best day. You're somewhere in the middle. So always remember when you're picking games, what did I just watch? And was it that quarterback or that team's, but most likely I'm not talking about quarterbacks here, was it that guy's worst game ever? And is that affecting how I'm about to pick against him or her, you know, no, him <laughs> uh, in this upcoming weekend? Soon. For instance, Cam Newton, worst game as a Patriot. Got the line down at minus two and a half at home against the Niners. An injured Niners squad. So what does that tell you? Well, fresh in your mind is Cam's latest performance. 12 points or whatever, losing at home against the Broncos. Baker Mayfield just looked like a fat kid in Pittsburgh who could barely throw a ball. I'm not saying he's a rock star anymore, but I'm saying he's better than that. Okay? So don't just immediately get on the train of, I'm going to bet against Baker Mayfield the rest of the year because of how bad he just looked against Pittsburgh. For the record, he was a fat boy in Pittsburgh. Yes, he didn't look great. So just keep that in mind. Aaron Rodgers isn't terrible, okay? Uh, you know, uh, Drew Brees, and you know, and this happens to us too. Drew Brees isn't done, okay? Just because he had that horrible game against Oakland, or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. He's not done, okay? Live in the gray. We talked about this before. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz had that you know, horrible game earlier in the year. Man, he's still the best quarterback in the division. It's not even far from close, all right? So just remember, you, you know, you just watched uh, the best game ever of 
Dak Prescott's career. Oh, my God, five touchdowns, 500 yards, crazy comeback against Atlanta. He's not the best quarterback in the league. He's somewhere in the middle. So just remember that. Remember what you saw last, okay? Because Vegas knows you saw that last, all right? And that's what they're hoping you're basing your decisions on rather than averaging out over a guy's whole career. Drew Brees isn't done. Cam's not shot. And Baker's not just a fat kid in Pittsburgh. He can still throw the football. Just remember, you're not as good as your best day, not as bad as your worst day, just like you guys at work. If you're having a hungover Monday and your boss comes in who doesn't really check in on you that much and he's like, wow, you're really shitting the bed this year, you know? But really, you kicked ass all quarter. I went to a corporate party that your division threw for you because you just, you've been kicking ass so much and you're a little hungover on that Monday. That's the one Monday he happens to watch. Okay, you probably haven't watched a lot of Joe Burrow football this year, but let me tell you, this kid's for real. You might not have watched every Cleveland game. Baker's not that bad. Uh, You might have watched a lot of Vikings football, and I'm starting to tell you who Kirk Cousins is. But know the difference. All right, consistency, consistent badness, sure. They they look like shit the last game they played, or if they looked amazing the last game they played, or if the stats are telling you they're amazing, like Jimmy Garoppolo's last game, beware. Vegas knows that's what you're looking at. And that's your truth of the week. Average it out. Chiefs got Le'Veon Bell. The entire world should be scared. Uh, the Jets are the cemetery hoe of the league, and I'll be picking against them on Survivor till Sam comes back. Sean Mannion for Minnesota governor. Start the campaign right now. There w- big, big week for a weird Mike on the futures. I didn't I really have a great spread week. Yes, but, but uh, you did have a good futures week. Great futures week. Baltimore with a win they needed that they almost lost, and uh, New England with a loss that you probably didn't expect. Uh, can we bet on when we're going to see Sean Mannion? I want, I want to be ahead of this. Week 11. Week 11? Over or under? under. You have to, you have under. to take the under. Yeah, yeah I have to take the under. <laughs> You're the Mannion guy. Okay. Uh, uh, hot and ready. I'll take the over. Hot, hot and ready. Hot and ready. The hot and ready. Happens. Hot and ready. I like it. Also, the deep dish hot and ready because it's way better. No, no, no. Are you nuts? Too much sodium. What are you talking about? salivating an hour later. It's oh. true. It's a lot of sodium, but there's a lot of stuff in the world. It's a lot of fucking, so- a lot of farving sodium, but they're not as tasty as that. You know who counts sodium? I have a kidney stone. I count sodium. People who say piano, piano. <laughs> <laughs> count sodium. Hey, my buddy Simone from the Zapata Flyboard team when we were working out in Guangzhou, China, sure. taught me a little Italian. I might have mentioned this on the show before. I yeah. keep messing it up. It, it was when, he'd, when he was talking to his buddy on FaceTime, he'd be like, hey, oh. Your roto is culo, which is, I believe, your butthole is broken. <laughs> and when he was leaving for the ferry in Zuhai, I was like, hey, bro, Simone, I'll miss you. Your culo is roto, saying your broken is butthole. <laughs> After a uh, few rough years in Fanshawe, Hewlett, I think your uh, roto is culo just fine. <laughs> okay, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for all you listeners out there, keep sharing the podcast. We really appreciate that. Tell your friends that uh, this is probably still the hottest picking podcast, handicapping-wise, that anybody listens to. And I know because I listen to almost all of them. Uh, it's fun to be ahead, and that's why we try to uh, guess the things that happen before they happen. So we're not just filling your mind with a whole bunch of fluff that you'd hear on any other station. We're picking at 75% right now. We love you. God bless you. Do you have anything for Shut the Huck Up? Go Titans. All hail King Henry, but you might have run into the steel curtain. Speaking of the steel curtain, we're going to learn more hellos for all you on the Eastern Block. <laughs> piano, piano. See you later. Well, the late King Henry came to me last night. I said you get your wings when you go straight. Well, no one on the river ever needs.
to fly To lead their poor hearts astray Come on 